Hey everybody, welcome to episode 129 of the Metal Detecting Show podcast. My name is Kieran, and I have been metal detecting for 30 years. This week we talk about chat GPT, what it is, and actually can we use it to help us in metal detecting. So let's get on with the show. Chat GPT, what is it? And can we use it to help us metal detecting? You can't swing a cat on the internet these days without hearing somebody mention ChatGPT, AI, machine learning, all this fancy pants stuff. Well, what is ChatGPT and can we use it to help us metal detect it? What's ChatGPT, Kieran? Well, I suppose the easiest way of finding out what ChatGPT is, is let's ask it ourselves. If you want to check it out yourself, just head over to openai.com forward slash blog forward slash chat GPT. So what is chat GPT? Well, the website says it's, I'm going to read it off the website here. We've trained a model called chat GPT, which interacts in a conversational way. The dialogue format makes it possible for chat GPT to answer follow-up questions, admit its mistakes, challenge incorrect premises and reject inappropriate answers. Well, let's see if chat GPT can actually help us in metal detecting. So let's ask chat GPT, what is chat GPT? Chat GPT is a large language model developed by OpenAI. It is trained on a data set of conversational exchanges and is able to generate human-like responses to text-based prompts. It can be used for a variety of natural language processing tasks, such as language translation, question answering, and text summarization. Now, that's very complicated. Let's just ask it simpler. Explain like I'm five, please. ChatGPT is like a robot that can talk and understand what people say. It's been taught how to talk and understand by being shown a lot of examples of people talking. So when you ask it a question, it can try to give you a good answer, like a smart person. Okay, that's very interesting. But let's ask it a metal detecting related question. So where in the world are global hotspots for pirate gold? Yar! Pirates are people who steal things, like treasure from ships on the ocean. Some of the places in the world where pirates used to hide their treasure were on desert islands or in secret caves. But it's unlikely that there are still places where pirate gold has been hidden, because pirates aren't as active as they used to be, and many of the treasures have already been discovered. That's a bit generic, really. Let's rephrase the question. Where should I go to hunt for buried treasure? I'm sorry. But I'm a language AI model. I cannot give you advice on where to go hunt for buried treasure, as it is illegal to dig or search for treasure without permission from the landowner or proper authorities. Also, it may lead to environmental damage, disturbance of historical sites. If you're interested in treasure hunting, you can look into metal detecting. Okay, it hasn't got the concept yet that we're talking about metal detecting, but that's okay. Or searching for lost artifacts as a hobby. But it is always important to obtain proper permission and follow all laws and regulations. Let's try something else. Why do archaeologists dislike metal detectorists? Archaeologists and metal detectorists may have different 
perspectives on how to approach the study and discovery of historical artefacts. Archaeologists use a specific approach, carefully excavating and documenting sites to gain a better understanding of the past. They rely on careful excavation, stratigraphy and other techniques to understand how artefacts are being used, the context in which they are found and how they relate to the broader historical narrative. On the other hand, metal detectorists tend to focus on finding and recovering individual artefacts without necessarily understanding the context in which they were found. They may use metal detectors to locate objects, but they don't always have the knowledge, the skill or resources to excavate and document the site properly. This can lead to damage to archaeological sites and loss of valuable information about the past. Additionally, metal detectorists may take artefacts from sites without proper permission, or even worse, loot archaeological sites in order to find valuable objects. This can cause serious damage to the historical record, and it is the reason why many archaeologists consider metal detectors to be looters rather than legitimate researchers. So in summary, the main reason why archaeologists dislike metal detectorists is that they may disrupt important archaeological sites and damage historical record. That's a very narrow view of what metal detecting is about or metal detectorists. I'm not sure where ChatGPT is getting its information from. Maybe it's reaching into the Irish Museum's uh, archives to get that opinion. But uh, let's see what else it can ask it. Let's keep it something simple now. What is the most important feature of a metal detector? There are several important features to consider when choosing a metal detector, but the most critical feature is the ability to locate and distinguish between different types of metal. Okay, that's good. The ability to discriminate between different types of metal is important because not all metal objects are valuable or worth recovering, but being able to discriminate the detector can ignore junk metal and only alert the user to the presence of desirable metals such as gold or silver. Other important features to consider include the detector's sensitivity, which determines how deep it can detect metal objects and its ease of use, which will depend on the user's experience level and preference. Some metal detectors can also come with additional features such as built-in pinpointer, which helps to pinpoint the exact location of the object and ground balance adjustment, which helps to filter out mineralization in the soil that can cause false signals. In summary, the most important feature of a metal detector is its ability to discriminate between different types of metal, but you should also consider the detector's sensitivity and ease of use, and additional features such as a built-in pinpointer and ground balance adjustment. I have to say, I couldn't say that any better myself. It's pretty surprising that this is a essentially a computer that's generating this text. You can understand why people are up in arms in the academic arena around people cheating essays and exams and stuff like that. But anyways, let's see, let's see what else we can ask it. What is the most important habit you should have to be a successful metal detectorist? Being a successful metal detectorist requires a combination of different skills and habits, but one of the most important habits to have is persistence. Good. Persistence is important because metal detecting is a hobby that requires patience and determination. The process of finding valuable items can take a long time and effort, so you should be prepared to spend long hours searching in different locations and not get discouraged if you don't find anything. 
Another important habit is to research and have knowledge of the laws, regulations related to metal detecting and obtain the necessary permission before you go out to search. It is important to always follow the laws and regulations to avoid any legal issues. Another important habit is to be respectful to the environment and historical sites you are exploring. This means not disturbing the ground or disturbing any artifacts that you find. You should always leave the site as you find it and take necessary steps to preserve the historical artifacts that you find. Lastly, it is important to document your findings. Take notes and photographs of the location and artifacts you find so you can keep track of what you found and where you found it. This will help you identify potential areas to return to in the future. In summary, persistence, knowledge of laws and regulations, respect for the environment and historical sites, and proper documentation are some of the most important habits to have to be a successful metal detectorist. Again, good answer. I can't fault it. Let's try something else here. Let's get a little bit more technical and see what it can do. What is the best search pattern on a crop field? When searching for metal objects, interesting, it was able to bring in the fact that I was looking for metal objects. Anyways, so when searching for metal objects in a crop field, one of the most effective search patterns is the zigzag or grid pattern. This involves starting in one corner of the field and then working away across the field in a series of parallel lines, overlapping each pass slightly to ensure you cover the entire field. The zigzag pattern can be done by starting at one corner of the field then walking in a slight line across the field, then turning around and walking back across the field in a slightly different direction. This way you can cover the whole field by the time you finish. Another technique is the grid pattern. This involves dividing the field into a grid of smaller squares or rectangles and then searching each square or rectangle individually. This ensures that you cover the entire field in a systematic and thorough manner. It is important to adjust the search pattern to the shape and size of the field and also to the type of metal detector you are using. Some detectors have a higher sensitivity than others, so you can adjust the width of your search pattern accordingly. Uh, that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, okay. In summary, the zigzag and grid patterns are effective search methods for searching a crop field. They involve covering the entire field in a systematic and thorough manner by walking in parallel lines or by dividing the field into smaller squares or rectangles. I wasn't too happy with that answer, particularly around our sensitivity piece, assuming that the higher sensitivity meant that the, you were going to cover more ground. A bit vague in the answer there, but let's see if we can get a better answer out of it. Let's elaborate on that question. What is the fastest search pattern on a crop field? The fastest search pattern for a crop field would likely be a straight line pattern. This involves walking in a straight line across the field, covering as much ground as possible with each pass. The pattern allows you to cover a large area quickly, but does not ensure that you cover the entire field in a systematic or thorough manner. It is important to note that while this pattern may be the fastest, it may not be the most effective method for finding metal objects. It is possible that you may miss some areas or overlook smaller objects. If you're looking to maximize your chances of finding metal objects, it is better to use a more methodical search pattern such as the zigzag or grid pattern, even though it may take longer. Another important consideration is that when you are searching a field, it is important to pay attention to the signals your detector is giving you and investigate any signals that may indicate the presence of metal. This can help you find objects that you may have missed if you were just walking in a straight line and not paying attention to the signals. 
In summary, the straight line pattern is the fastest search pattern for a crop field, but it may not be the most effective. While it allows you to cover a large area quickly, it does not ensure that you cover the entire field in a systematic and thorough manner. A more methodical approach will increase your chances of finding metal objects. Okay, I don't know what to make of that answer. So basically, it's pointing you back to the zigzag or grid pattern, which I thought was quite interesting. And if you've listened to any of my previous episodes, you would see that we've covered search pattern and the bastard search before. So check that out if you want to. Okay, let's get a little bit more technical here again. What is the best induced frequency to detect gold and silver with a metal detector? Ooh, let's see what you got, man. The induced frequency of a metal detector refers to the frequency at which it sends out electromagnetic waves to detect metal objects. The best frequency to detect gold and silver with a metal detector will depend on the specific detector and ground conditions where you are searching. Okay, interesting. Generally, low frequency metal detectors around 2 to 5 kilohertz are better at detecting larger and deeper objects such as gold nuggets and higher frequency detectors around 15 to 20 kilohertz are better at detecting smaller and shallower objects such as jewelry. Gold and silver have a higher electrical conductivity than most other metals. That's incorrect. So they tend to be well detected by metal detectors at most frequencies. However, different ground conditions can affect the performance of a metal detector. For example, mineralized soil can cause false signals or mask the signal of the metal objects. In that case, multi-frequency metal detectors can be used that have the capability to change the frequency of the detector to adapt to different ground conditions. It is also worth noting that gold and silver are often found in association with other metals such as copper and iron. A metal detector with discrimination settings can help you filter out these unwanted metals and focus on gold and silver specifically. Okay. In summary, the best frequency to detect gold and silver with a metal detector will depend boo, on the specific detector and the ground conditions where you are searching. Generally, lower frequencies are better for larger and deeper objects and higher frequencies are better for smaller and shallower objects. Multi-frequency detectors can adapt to different ground conditions and discrimination settings can help you filter out unwanted metals. Another interesting answer there from ChatGPT. I would say I would feel I would agree 50% with it. I believe the higher frequency is better suited to gold and that gold and silver do not reside in the same conductivity range as gold tends to be down around aluminium and silver is right at the top. So Listen, I think maybe the information is is a little bit skewed there. But let's see. Let's see if we can have a little bit of fun with it. Please write a song about metal detecting to the tune of Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Oh, Jesus, it's doing it. Verse one. I'm on a mission. Got my detector in my hand. Oh, gee, am I going to have to sing this? I'm on a mission, got my detector in my hand. I'm searching for treasure, gonna make my stand. I scan the fields and beaches far and wide. I'll dig up relics that have been buried inside. It's the trill of the hunt, got me on the move. Gonna find that treasure, gonna make my groove. I'm the metal detector, got the eye of the tiger. I find the gold and silver, gonna be a winner. Oh my God, this verse two chord. I'm not singing it all. I'll put it in the show notes. Oh my God. <laughs> 
It's the thrill of the hunt, got me on the move. Gonna find that treasure, gonna make my groove. I'm the metal detector, got the eye of the tiger. I find that gold and silver, gonna be a winner. That's definitely gonna be the new song for the for the podcast. Oh my god, this is absolutely shocking. And uh, okay, this song is a fun example and is not meant to be taken seriously. I'm a language model AI, and my primary function is to assist with information and not create original content like songs. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, what is the best place to metal detect with the highest probability of success the best place to metal detect for success will depend on several factors okay including the type of metal detector you are using the type of metal you are searching for and the location's history and geology i don't know what geology has or maybe mineralization okay one of the best places to metal detect is at historical sites such as battlefields old towns and abandoned settlements as these areas have a higher likelihood of containing valuable artifacts and coins. These locations often have a rich history and were often places of human activity and trade. Therefore, they can have higher concentration of valuable artifacts and coins. Okay, if you want to see that, it's a long answer here. So if you want to see the rest of the answer, I suggest you go and ask the question itself. Another good option is searching in parks and other public parks, beaches, it's also important to research the location you chose. It's worth noting that the metal detecting is a hobby that requires patience and determination and the probability of success can vary depending on the location and the metal detector you are using. In summary, the best place to metal detect for success depends on several factors, including the type of metal detector you are using, the type of metal you are searching for, the location's history and geology, historical sites, Parks and beaches are some examples of locations that have a high probability of success. However, it is important to research the location, understand the history and geology of the area, and to always obtain the necessary permission before metal detecting. That's a really good answer because it nearly outlines the way you should do it. It is important to research the location first, understand the history and geology of the area, and then to always obtain the necessary permission before even metal detecting. So that's re a really good outline of the process to gaining access to a site or to wanting to hunt on a site. Let's ask it a funny one. Is metal detecting sexy? <whistles> it's having to really think hard about this one. As a language model, oh, this content may violate our content policy. If you believe this to be error, please submit your feedback. Okay. As a language model AI, I do not have personal preference or feelings, so I can't say whether metal detecting is considered sexy or not. Beauty is subjective. And what one person finds sexy, another person may not. <laughs> metal detecting is a hobby that requires patience, determination, and the love of history, geology, and adventure. It can be rewarding and an exciting hobby that can lead to the discovery of unique and interesting artifacts. Some people might find it exciting and interesting, but others may not. <laughs> it is worth noting that the idea of what is considered sexy or not is a cultural and personal construct and can vary greatly between individuals and groups. In summary, whether metal detecting is considered sexy or not is a subjective matter. It can be an exciting and rewarding hobby for some people, 
but it is not considered as such by others. I I just I feel violated with the answer. <laughs> okay, another fun one. Tell me a joke about metal detecting. Does Chat GPT have a sense of humor? Oh, there we go. Why was the metal detector feeling depressed? Because it couldn't find anything. It was feeling low and unearthing. <laughs> That's actually right. <laughs> no, this is just a joke and is not meant to be taken seriously. I'm a language model AI. <laughs> My primary function is to assist with information and not create original content again, like jokes. Okay, that's actually quite a good joke. <laughs> why is the why was the metal detector feeling depressed? Because it couldn't find anything. It was feeling low and unhurting. Okay. <laughs> okay. Listen, that's it, guys. Do I think Chat GPT is going to augment? or enhance our hunting experience. No, as you can see, it's essentially a training dummy. It gives some very good answers that are easily digested by humans. So do I think it's going to help us with metal detecting? No, I don't. It's a fun little thing to play around with. Check it out. Go to openai.com forward slash blog forward slash chat GPT. I put the link in the show notes. It's an interesting tool, but I don't think it's going to help us in metal detecting. That's it for this week, guys. I hope you'd like this episode of the Metal Detecting Show podcast. Like and subscribe. Keep those reviews coming. Reach out to Dr. Detector for any of your questions. I will absolutely answer them on the podcast. And don't forget to tell your friends all about the podcast. So that's it for this week. Get out there. Good luck. Eyes down. Happy hunting, and I'll talk to you all again next week.